Chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Mark, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 21 through 34. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. When Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things, of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Then Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Theophylact after the miracle of the demoniac, the Lord works another miracle, namely in raising up the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue. The evangelist, before narrating this miracle, says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him. Augustine. But we must understand that what is added of the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue took place when Jesus had again crossed the sea in a ship, though how long after does not appear. For if there were not an interval, there could be no time for the taking place of that which Matthew relates, concerning the feast at his own house, after which event nothing follows immediately, except this concerning the daughter of the chief of the synagogue. For he has so put it together that the transition itself shows that the narrative follows the order of time. It goes on, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, etc. Pseudo-Chrysostom. He has recorded the name on account of the Jews of that time, that it might mark the miracle. It goes on, And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, etc. Matthew indeed relates that the chief of the synagogue reported that his daughter was dead. But Mark says that she was very sick, and that afterwards it was told to the ruler of the synagogue, when our Lord was about to go with him, that she was dead. The fact then, which Matthew implies, is the same, namely, that he raised her from the dead. And it is for the sake of brevity that he says that she was dead, which is evident from her being raised. Augustine. But he attaches himself not to the words of the Father, but what is of most importance, his wishes. 
for he was in such despair that his wish was that she should return to life, not thinking that she could be found alive whom he had left dying. Theophylact, now this man was faithful in part, inasmuch as he fell at the feet of Jesus, but in that he begged of him to come, he did not show as much faith as he ought. For he ought to have said, Speak the word only, and my daughter shall be healed. There follows, and he went away with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him, and a woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, etc. Chrysostom, this woman who was celebrated and known to all, did not dare to approach the Savior openly, nor to come to him, because, according to the law, she was unclean. For this reason she touched him behind, and not in front, for that she durst not do, but only ventured to touch the hem of his garment. It was not, however, the hem of the garment, but her frame of mind that made her whole. There follows, for she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Theophylact, Most faithful indeed is this woman, who hoped for healing from his garments for which reason she obtains health, wherefore it goes on, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Now the virtues of Christ are, by his own will, imparted to those men who touch him by faith. Wherefore there follows, and Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? The virtues indeed of the Savior do not go out of him locally or corporeally, nor in any respect pass away from him. For being incorporeal, they go forth to others and are given to others. They are not, however, separated from him, from whom they are said to go forth, in the same way as sciences are given by the teacher to his pupils. Therefore it says, Jesus, knowing in himself the virtue which had gone out of him, to show that with his knowledge, and not without his being aware of it, the woman was healed. But he asked, Who touched me? Although he knew her who touched him, that he might bring to light the woman, by her coming forward, and proclaim her faith, lest the virtue of his miraculous work should be consigned to oblivion. It goes on, And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? But the Lord asked, Who touched me? That is, in thought and faith. For the crowds who throng me cannot be said to touch me, for they do not come near to me in thought and in faith. There follows, And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Theophylact, For the Lord wished to declare the woman, first to give his approbation to her faith, secondly to urge the chief of the synagogue, to a confident hope that he could thus cure his child, and also to free the woman from fear, for the woman feared because she had stolen health. Wherefore there follows, but the woman fearing and trembling, etc. Bede. Observe that the object of his question was that the woman should confess the truth of her long want of faith, of her sudden belief in healing, and so herself be confirmed in faith, and afford an example to others. But he said to her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. 
he said not thy faith is about to make thee whole but has made thee whole that is in that thou hast believed thou hast already been made whole chrysostom he calls her daughter because she was saved by her faith for faith in christ makes us his children theophylact but he said to her go in peace that is in rest which means go and have rest for up to this time thou hast been in pains and torture pseudo chrysostom or else he says go in peace sending her away into that which is the final good for god dwells in peace that thou mayest know that she was not only healed in body but also from the causes of bodily pain that is from her sins pseudo jerome mystically however jarius comes after the healing of the woman because when the fullness of the gentiles has come in then shall israel be saved jarius means either illuminating or illuminated that is the jewish people having cast off the shadow of the letter enlightened by the spirits and enlightening others falling at the feet of the word that is humbling itself before the incarnation of christ prays for her daughter for when a man lives himself he makes others live also thus abraham and moses and samuel intercede for the people who are dead and jesus comes upon their prayers bede again the lord going to the child who is to be healed is thronged by the crowd because though he gave healthful advice to the jewish nation he is oppressed by the wicked habits of that carnal people but the woman with an issue of blood cured by the lord is the church gathered together from the nations for the issue of blood may be either understood of the pollution of idolatry or of those deeds which are accompanied by pleasure to flesh and blood but whilst the word of the lord decreed salvation to judea the people of the gentiles by an assured hope seized upon the health promised and prepared for others theophylact or else by the woman who had a bloody flux understand human nature for sin rushed in upon it which since it killed the soul might be said to spill its blood it could not be cured by many physicians that is by the wise men of this world and of the law and of the prophets but the moment that it touched the hem of christ's garment that is his flesh it was healed for whosoever believes the son of man to be incarnate is he who touches the hem of his garment bede wherefore one believing woman touches the lord whilst the crowd throngs him because he who is grieved by diverse heresies or by wicked habits is worshipped faithfully with the heart of the catholic church alone but the church of the gentiles came behind him because though it did not see the lord present in the flesh for the mysteries of his incarnation had been gone through yet it attained to the grace of his faith and so when by partaking of his sacraments it merited salvation from its sins as it were the fountain of its blood was dried up by the touch of his garments and the lord looked round about to see her who had done this because he judges that all who deserve to be saved are worthy of his look and of his pity verses thirty five through forty three while he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said thy daughter is dead why troublest thou the master any further 
as soon as jesus heard the word that was spoken he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe and he suffered no man to follow him save peter and james and john the brother of james and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly and when he was come in he saith unto them why make ye this ado and weep the damsel is not dead but sleepeth and they laughed him to scorn but when he had pulled them all out he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her talathia kumai which is interpreted damsel i say unto thee arise and straightway the damsel arose and walked for she was of the age of twelve years and they were astonished with a great astonishment and he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat Theophylact, those who were about the ruler of the synagogue thought that christ was one of the prophets and for this reason they thought that they should beg of him to come and pray over the damsel but because she had already expired they thought that he ought not to be asked to do so therefore it is said while he yet spake there came messengers to the ruler of the synagogue which said thy daughter is dead why troublest thou the master any further but the lord himself persuades the father to have confidence for it goes on as soon as jesus heard the word which was spoken he said to the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe augustine it is not said that he assented to his friends who brought the tidings and wished to prevent the master from coming so that our lord's saying fear not only believe is not a rebuke for his want of faith but was intended to strengthen the belief which he had already but if the evangelist had related that the ruler of the synagogue joined the friends who came from his house in saying that jesus should not be troubled the words which matthew relates him to have said namely that the damsel was dead would then have been contrary to what was in his mind it goes on and he suffered no man to follow him save peter and james and john the brother of james theophylact for christ in his lowliness would not do anything for display it goes on and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly pseudo chrysostom for he himself commands them not to wail as if the damsel was dead but sleeping wherefore it says and when he was come in he saith unto them why makest ye this ado and weep the damsel is not dead but sleepeth pseudo jerome it was told the ruler of the synagogue thy daughter is dead but jesus said to him she is not dead but sleepeth both are true for the meaning is she is dead to you but to me she is asleep bead for to men she was dead who were unable to raise her up but to god she was asleep in whose purpose both the soul was living and the flesh was resting to rise again whence it became a custom amongst christians that the dead who they doubt not will rise again should be said to sleep it goes on and they laughed him to scorn Theophylact, but they laugh at him as if unable to do anything further and in this he convicts them of bearing witness involuntarily that she was really dead whom he raised up 
and therefore that it would be a miracle if he raised her. Bede, because they chose rather to laugh at than to believe, in this saying concerning her resurrection, they are deservedly excluded from the place, as unworthy to witness his power in raising her, and the mystery of her rising. Wherefore it goes on, and when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entered in where the damsel was lying. Chrysostom, or else to take away all display, he suffered not all to be with him, that however he might leave behind him witnesses of his divine power. He chose his three chief disciples, and the father and the mother of the damsel, as being necessary above all. And he restores life to the damsel, both by his hand and by word of mouth. Wherefore it says, And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talathia kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. For the hand of Jesus, having a quickening power, quickens the dead body, and his voice raises her as she is lying. Wherefore it follows, and straightway the damsel arose and walked. Jerome. Someone may accuse the evangelist of a falsehood in his explanation, and that he has added, I say unto thee, when in Hebrew, Talathia kumai, only means, damsel arise. But he adds, I say unto thee, arise to express that his meaning was to call and command her. It goes on, for she was of the age of twelve years. Gloss. The evangelist added this, to show that she was of an age to walk. By her walking she is shown to have not only been raised up, but also been perfectly cured. It continues, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. Chrysostom. To show that he had raised her really, and not only to the eye of fancy. Bede. Mystically, the woman was cured of a bloody flux, and immediately after the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue is reported to be dead, because as soon as the church of the Gentiles is washed from the stain of vice and called daughter by the merits of her faith, at once the synagogue is broken up on account of its zealous treachery and envy, treachery because it did not choose to believe in Christ, envy because it was vexed at the faith of the church. What the messengers told the ruler of the synagogue, Why troublest thou the master any more, is said by those in this day who, seeing the state of the synagogue, deserted by God, believe that it cannot be restored, and therefore think that we are not able to pray that it should be restored. But if the ruler of the synagogue, that is, the assembly of the teachers of the law, determined to believe, the synagogue also, which is subject to them, will be saved. Further, because the synagogue lost the joy of having Christ to dwell in, as its faithlessness deserved, it lies dead, as it were, amongst persons weeping and wailing. Again, our Lord raised the damsel by taking hold of her hand, because the hands of the Jews, which are full of blood, must first be cleansed, else the synagogue which is dead cannot rise again. But in the woman with the bloody flux, and the raising of the damsel, is shown the salvation of the human race, which was so ordered by the Lord, that first some from Judea, then the fullness of the Gentiles might come in, and so all Israel might be saved. Again the damsel was twelve years old, and the woman had suffered for twelve years, because the sinning of unbelievers was contemporary with the beginning of the faith of believers. Wherefore it is said, Abraham believed on God, 
and it was counted to him for righteousness. Gregory, morally again, our Redeemer raised the damsel in the house, the young man without the gate, Lazarus in the tomb. He lies dead in the house, whose sin is concealed. He is carried without the gate, whose sin has broken forth into the madness of an open deed. He lies crushed under the mound of the tomb, who in the commission of sin lies powerless beneath the weight of habit. Bede, and we may remark that lighter and daily errors may be cured by the remedy of a lighter penance. Wherefore the Lord raises the damsel, lying in the inner chamber, with a very easy cry, saying, Damsel, arise. But that he who had been four days dead might quit the prison of the tomb, he groaned in the spirit, he was troubled, he shed tears. In proportion, then, as the death of the soul presses the more heavily, so much the more ardently must the fervor of the penitent press forward. But this too must be observed, that a public crime requires a public reparation. Wherefore Lazarus, when called from the sepulchre, was placed before the eyes of the people. But slight sins require to be washed out by a secret penance. Wherefore the damsel lying in the house is raised up before few witnesses, and those who are desired to tell no man. The crowd also is cast out before the damsel is raised. For if a crowd of worldly thoughts be not first cast out from the hidden parts of the heart, the soul which lies dead within cannot rise. Well, too, did she arise and walk, for the soul raised from sin ought not only to rise from the filth of its crimes, but also to make advances in good works. And soon it is necessary that it should be filled with heavenly bread, that is, made partaker of divine word and of the altar. End of chapter 5